0: Welcome to the Murphy Sam and Jody After the Show podcast.
1: So, yesterday afternoon was um, a rough one for me. Sam, I haven't told you about this yet. It was weird because I normally would have told you already, but um, I had been thinking about it for months and I thought, I want to foster again. Oh, time for another dog. I wanted to foster again because we've done it successfully 40 something times where we have this, we have a great little pack and a new dog will come in and right into line and it can live with us and get out of the shelter for a while which is a stressful place sometimes for a dog it's needed it's important but yeah. um and we can help find it a home we've done that's what we did we find we've done it a hundred times well 40 times ish 40 ish times
0: jody called me and she said look this is what i'm going to do this afternoon I'm like okay i mean it's look it's been a minute we have not had a foster about dog two in the years. for mm-hmm. a
1: while right um and so taylor went with me and that was good because you know on the way home with a foster dog i don't i I was like, you can hold the dog maybe in the back seat or whatever if we get one. And it's like, we're looking for a female, a calm, timid female. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't, there's nothing wrong with male dogs, but we already have two. And I don't want to, I don't want the the peeing. I yeah. don't feel like all the marking. I was like,
0: my mom, you don't want a boy dog. All it does is lift its leg.
1: Well, at first, especially well, when they're just, yeah. they do it constantly, even in your house, because they're marking.
0: Yeah. And not less likely when they're the only one. Yeah. But once it becomes, the problem two with males. having, you know, we've got a male who in an alpha who is champ, and we have two females right now. You bring in another male dog. I'm sorry, we, we have, have two males, males right? Sparky, um, Sparky is Sparky, a little... Sparky just acts, acts like a female dog, you know, but <laughs> prissy and Sparky's a little
1: long haired. I'm sorry,
0: yeah. We, so we have two males. So actually, we do. We don't have that issue in the house right now but they do mostly they
1: mark all over the bringing, yard
0: but bringing in another male into the package we've found over the years it creates that because they're just doing what they do they're mm. establishing their order problem is you don't want their order marked in your house you know the truth
1: of the matter is if i really wanted to if i really wanted to foster all the time the way i kind of want to i wouldn't be having my own dog The people that I know who foster dogs successfully, the most successfully, who always have one and get it adopted and what, they don't have their own dogs. They just foster. I can't do that. Yeah. I know people who do that. When I got involved in rescue, it was like their home is dog ready and they always foster. But are they
0: fostering as a pack or not?
1: No, sometimes they just get one, sometimes they just do puppies. Hmm. Puppies are easy. Well, puppies are not easy. I should yeah. say that puppies get adopted quickly. If you want foster success, so they get adopted quickly. You know, um, but they're not easy. You know, because oh, they poop all the time and they step in it and they want to play with you. You know, and they puppies chew. they yeah, chew yeah, everything. They, they play. Things, yeah. They're fun though. But anyway. What we normally do is get a a dog that we think will fit in with our packs, energy, and follow champ. And I even say that. So Taylor and I spent a long time at the shelter. We looked at every dog. We took them out on leashes and walked around and spent time with. And every single one did have higher energy than I wanted. But that's what was there. And so we... we took a long time making this decision, and her name was Fern, and hmm. she had been there the longest. she'd been there a very long time and she was well behaved she listened if she jumped on you you tell her to get down she'd get down. She was not maybe well she she seemed submissive mm. and um she was she's house trained she's crate trained her kennel was clean <laughs> and she was loving on the way home she was sitting in Taylor's lap oh I know. We get home. Murphy's not home. And so I like to introduce with Murphy at the house, too. Yeah, and
0: I I love to help with that, as you know. So he was at an
1: appointment. Uh, So I'm like, I'm just going to take her for a walk and wear her out a little bit. I'm going to exercise her before she meets our pack, which is a good idea, too. Yeah. So Taylor goes in. I start walking the dog and walking the dog. And and Murphy's still not home. So you were late. So I finally said, Taylor, let's just do this. You know, and Taylor got the dog. I, I brought her, Fern. In our, into our backyard. And this is how I always introduce Champ goes first. Yeah. Champ gets a long, it, I introduce slowly. And that's the best way to introduce new dogs to each other, one at a time and slowly. So Champ's first. He's the alpha. If he likes them, the other dogs, likes a new dog, the other dogs will likely follow. Yeah. Right?
0: Did you do the thing I usually do with them where you walk around the yard? 100%. And the, yeah. I
1: walked around the yard. I ignored them, but I walked. I kept Ooh. walking. So she would run to me. He, You know, one time she jumped on him and wanted to play, and he was like, no. And that's him just telling her, "No, you don't do that." And she listened. How long does that take? It depends, but 20-30 minutes, maybe an oh, hour wow. at the most where they they're both so interested in each other and sniffing each other. And you, can, yeah, and, and you other. can
0: tell it's, if their excitement level goes down and you'll know pretty much immediately if they're going to get along or they're not. There's a there's either there's a, a natural slight bristling when they're a little uncomfortable. They're new. But as long as tails are still wagging and usually you're you know, you're good. Um,
1: so The next dog is in the the order of pack, I guess, Alpha to Omega. The next one is Sparky, the male Napoleon who thinks, yeah, yeah. He listens to Champ. You know, he'll jump on Champ and they'll play, but he's definitely not the Alpha. But because he's a male, I was going to let him next because Edie is this older female who does not care. You Mm. know what I mean? Um, So I let Sparky out. And Sparky's very little. This dog was like a bigger girl, but a submissive, sweet, sweet girl. Just happy to be in a yard. In fact, before, when she was meeting Champ, before I let Sparky out, she was running so happy to have a yard. You could tell. She was just like, wow, all this is mine to run in? It was so cute. Sparky comes out and tries to attack her. Aww. Not once, but twice. Like Sparky, and it wasn't playing. It was just him.
0: Was it charging like he, he does? Charging.
1: He but, was jumping on her. He but he was wasn't trying, trying to
0: attack her. Was well, he?
1: Taylor and Taylor. Taylor said it. Sparky started it. Star, Sparky was picking a fight with her. So guess what? She put him down, and it was a quickly a a very dangerous situation for him i had to do what you don't ever want to do is just try to break dogs apart especially a dog you don't know very well and thank goodness that i've been involved in rescue long enough that i knew what to do and that is never to stick your hand like in the middle of them but i I said taylor don't stick your hand in there with she was trying to get sparky she got scratched Mm -hmm. i grabbed the dog her name is fern by the back legs and pulled You grab them by the back legs and you pull as hard as you can. And she was very strong. But once I did that, Taylor was able to get Sparky and brought him inside. And we just knew it wasn't going to work. It's just, it's just, she, our dog has to come first in a foster situation. And he was going to get hurt. So I had to bring her back to the shelter Mm. after. It just it and it just kills me because she is gonna be fine in the right home situation. But it's all and, and I wanna shout out to the foster coordinator there, the girl who I had to call and say, Oh my gosh, I know I've been here for two hours and you probably think it's fine. I said, But, you know, my little dog just got into it with fern and it's not gonna I can't do this. My dog's gonna get hurt. And she was like, Okay, bring him back there's somebody still there the the place was closing but she was like bring him back and later I texted her I'm so sorry you know I'm so sorry I thank you for helping me you know thank you for helping me get her back and she said no it's okay she said it's actually a positive because now we know to tell future adopters yeah. no little dogs yeah. around her yeah it's and it, she it, was that's right
0: that's that's actually what makes the fostering thing good although you never want to see any dog hurt or anything like that but you'll know immediately well it's good information for the shelter than they have. They'll know mm. whether a dog is food aggressive mm. or not. Otherwise, it's a guessing game. I well, mean, no, they, they do
1: that at the shelter. They put them together for to. They test them with food and stuff. Yeah,
0: I, and my yes, I agree with that. But as you know, the shelter is a very different environment. It's a scary environment for true. them. So they're going to be prone to be more anxious. You know, in, yeah. in that environment. Um, but you know, it, but my point is. Fosters can help them to figure that out versus them having to do with the shelter or not knowing at all yeah. You know, yeah because if you don't if they don't have a history with children and this is the first time that they're around children that you, you don't really know until you're you know and different breeds are, are different that way When I go to the uh,
1: shelter I never pull one that you have no information on there were right. some yesterday that I wanted to but but they'd only been there a couple of weeks and there's no information and they still need to be spayed or neutered and there's no information Fern had been there since before Christmas. One of the long timers, and they know a ton about her. She's been to short-term foster homes and nothing but good reports. So that's why I chose her. She had the best report, the best history. Um and she was very sweet and I hated to I hated it because she would have done fine. She did fine with champ and she would have done fine with our big goofy yeah. lab. Well and I think it ne- was the little one.
0: Next time we should try to coordinate it to where we're all there at the same time too, just so that you've got an extra set of hands to help.
1: To pull. Yeah. <laughs> I I had
0: already had an it, it was an appointment with our CPA that I had made weeks ago. I could not change that. I could yes. not get out of it. Yeah. I had literally I had I was there for all of fifteen minutes when Jody called and told me that they were running, you know, back. So I couldn't leave. It was not yeah. the time to do that and uh it, and it, it it does help to have extra hands around
1: although but, look look, the adrenaline for me lasted hours because you don't breaking up a, a dog skirmish is not it's not for the lighthearted. it's not for everyone and it's not something I wanted to do with I didn't want Taylor is 20 years old but it's still I'm still a mother and I'm still sorry for putting her in that position and she's so funny, y'all. On the way back to the shelter, bringing Fern back, she's sitting in the backseat petting Fern. Fern knows, doesn't know what's going on. I said, I'm sorry, Taylor. And she's like, this is not your fault, Mom. We've done it successfully so many times. Yeah. You know, she was making me feel better because she knows how disappointed I am. Yeah. You know? Well, both
0: girls have grown up around that. That's all they've known s- since they've been alive is yeah. we have our our own adopted rescues and then... You know you're you're fostering, which yep. we did a lot when they were younger too. We did. Yeah, and y'all uh, sit Sparky down and have a little talk after.
1: No, but let me just tell you this. This and I said Taylor was like it's Sparky's fault. Sparky's attacking her, and I'm like, yes, but this is and Murphy even said this. This is his home. Yeah, and he has to come first. Our dog, our the safety of our dogs has to come first. Mm-hmm. But Taylor was like, I'll... Taylor was like, I just want to say, I think Sparky's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and Phoebe said the same thing. We love him, but it's like he really thinks he is big.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: He thinks he's some massive thing and he is 10 pounds or less. Yeah. Mostly hair.
0: That's what makes that long haired <laughs> chihuahua an interesting dog. If you read anything about them, you know, they're not, they're, they're barky when they are protecting. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not vicious dogs, obviously by any stretch of the imagination. He doesn't bite or do anything like that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you have to. Th- you can't humanize them, mm. and you have to think of them as as they're. This is when you're bringing a dog into the home of other dogs. There's that's a lot why, of stuff going why, on. That's why you do the introduction outside and not inside because it's not. It's not the same as crossing the boundary to the door, whatever that is. The threshold of the door is like a different boundary altogether than having them outside. But you also don't want to you don't want to bring a, a, a foster in through another boundary like a fence. The foster needs to be in the backyard first, then you bring the others mm. in and introduce them one at, at a time. Or they
1: say the front yard. The backyard is, too, is seen yeah. as, the, as theirs. But for us, the backyard's the best place it's because there's a big, fenced-in, secure area. Right, yeah. exactly.
0: We don't want our dogs leashed when all that happens because that's another problem, leash aggression. It's really, it's it seems counterintuitive to let dogs just run, but you... They it, work it out. They have to work it out because leash is, again, another form of boundary. They and feel so,
1: like they're like there's something yeah it's a boundary they feel more restricted on the leash which makes them a a regular dog who wouldn't be aggressive aggressive like you could have dogs barking at each other on leashes let them off leashes and they might just smell each other Mm -hmm. right
0: well because their boundary becomes themselves and that's Mm -hmm. what you know but um but you know the thing i noticed about sparky is that when i fed him this morning he would not go far into the backyard without me walking with him yeah, and he's he, like, where's this girl? <laughs> he will get back. He, I mean, he'll be back to normal with, with no problem. But he, as soon as I put his bowl out to feed him and I walked back in, he was immediately back at the door. And that's unusual for him. Yeah. And huh. when I stepped back out, he was fine. And he went back to continue to eat.
1: He didn't seem shaken, but but his instincts are probably on high alert right well, now. But, what probably
0: happened is the last time that he'd gone outside, that's it what was happened.
1: Her. Um, no, but to, but to ask your question, how is he doing? Right afterwards, Taylor bathed him just to check him out. Let's bathe him yeah. and let's feel his body. He was fine. And literally he walked into the kitchen wet and I was on the phone with the foster coordinator telling her and he look he's looking at me like you got to potato hey, like well, Yeah, and I I'm, I'm thinking, Taylor's right. You're stupid. You should be upset right now. <laughs> you almost just got your, you know, head bitten off or something. But anyway, I really wanted to do it again, but it it just wasn't meant to be this time. And I think this pack that we have currently mm-hmm. is the issue. They're older and we have a little dog who thinks he's Napoleon. That's what we should call him instead of Sparky. So, um. So, when are you going to try again? Not for a long, long time. Uh-huh. I, I'm not going to watch that happen again. I can't. Not this pack. And, you know, I'm not done fostering. I probably never will be. Yeah. But, you know, we'll have a different dog in the future, a different pet of our own and maybe it'll be younger and want somebody to play with maybe be a lonely maybe we have a one dog and then we foster constantly i don't know we'll we'll see Mm -hmm. can't say
0: missed any part of the show get it all in the murphy sam and jody podcast